That's beautiful, Cassie. Thank you. Hi, pretty ladies. I wanted to do a really cute, sweet, festive message today, but I don't get to. (laughs) My sister's the cupcake girl. She's the cheerleader of dreams, so she'll cheer you on. I'm going to get down in the nitty-gritty today. Is that okay? That's the way the Lord deals with me, so I'm going to do it to you. But before I do, I want to tell you something about my cool shoes. I posted on my Facebook page, so you may have seen it already. But, okay, so I was killing some time in Ross the other day. And I have a really small foot, a five, five and a half. Anybody else that small? So it's kind of hard to find shoes. So I walk in Ross, and there's Betsy Johnson five and a half. And I'm like, and they would look so cute on Saturday. So I put them on. And they're more like a seven when I put them on. They were like flopping off my heel. And I'm like, oh, I really wanted those shoes. So I went home that night. I kept thinking about the shoes. So I was like, maybe I'll get on Amazon. I mean, on online and see if I can have them overnighted. Oh, and by the way, they're only $35. Betsy Johnson's. So I got online. They were 150 online. And I was like. I'm only going to wear them probably one time. I'm not spending that. So anyways, Thursday I went to the gym and I saw Ross over there. I never go to that Ross. I go, I'm going to go in there and just see. What are the odds of them having a five and a half Betsy Johnson red plaid? They had them. (laughs) So I got to wear my shoes and they only cost $35. (laughs) I was excited. So my new book came out this week. So I'm going to be sharing. There's a chapter in there I'm going to be talking about. So um, you ready? You know, we live in such a touchy society, easily offended. You notice that online all the time. I mean, you can state something online on your own page. And people go off on you <laughs> over the dumbest stuff. Yeah. Or you look on the news and the rioting and, and people are so offended. you got to be really careful how you say certain things, the way you come across, that you don't offend or hurt anybody, that you say the right word. You, you know, Jesus told us that was going to happen in the, in the last days, in the end times. In fact, let me read that scripture, Matthew 24, 10. It says, many will be offended and repelled and begin to distress and desert him and will stumble and fall away and betray one another and pursue one another with hatred. That's the society we live in. And sadly, friends, this is happening in the body of Christ. You know, we say we're Christians, Christ followers. But yet, we can be some of the ugliest people, especially to our own, you know. And we could go to church Sunday after Sunday and put that church face on and come and sing and worship God. But today, I want to talk about those deep-rooted things that maybe we still carry around in our hearts. Maybe that person who offended you back in your childhood. 
And it's kind of down deep in there and you don't talk about it too much. Because you worship God and you're believing for the open hand of God and abundant overflow and all those things. But yet there's this one little thing down inside that you struggle with. You ever see that person or you hear their name and you get that feeling? Like, then you still got an issue with that problem, that person. And you know, around the holidays, you might have to be with some of those people. And they're your family. I'm gonna, I tell on myself, okay, I'm very honest and transparent. But listen, Mama and I did not get along growing up, okay? We just flat didn't get along. We're so much alike. Don't they say that the person you're most like is the one you argue with the most? I am Minnie Carolyn. And I know that. I say now I've embraced my Carolynness. I'm her. I know that. I've got daddy's hands. My hands are my dad's, but I am all Carolyn. But we, when we were growing up, oh, Terry was peacemaker. Terry was in the middle. Terry was, mom, Jerry, mom, Jerry. And uh, mom would be all over the house chasing me with a belt. And I'd be like, catch me if you can. <laughs> we had this big sectional and I'd run on top of the sectional. See if she could get, oh, it'd make her mad. The mat, the longer I ran, the madder she got. And Terry'd say, Jerry, just take it. Just take it. I'd be like, not till you get me, lady. Not till you get me. Uh, those are funny stories. But mother and I, I think I knew mom loved me, but I knew she didn't like me. She, she didn't, see? She flat up. And you know what? I didn't like her either. <laughs> One time, my mom had bionic ears. I mean, bionic. And we'd be driving in the car in the rearview mirror, and I'd, I'd like give her a dirty look, and she'd go, I saw that, Jerry Ann. I'd be like, how'd she see? I didn't know the rearview mirror. <laughs> so one time, I'd go up in my closet, way up on the other side of the house, second floor, and I'd go, I hate you. She goes, I heard you, Jerry Ann. Those are funny stories, but honestly, Mom and I walked through some things, and I have done the best, my best, the last 20 years of my life into my 30s to finally let go of some junk and and to honor my mother. And I, I do my very best to honor her and love her and respect her and show her that all the time. But I just want y'all to know that I'm not preaching something that I haven't walked through myself with my own mother. I mean, who I adore and love. I mean, we had to walk in love with each other and it's, it's a real thing. So I'm not saying like our lives are just, what mom? Okay. We turned out good, but I'm just saying we're not like the spells and we're perfect. You know, our, our lives have been perfect. I mean, mom and I walked through some junk and I think I turned out pretty good and I think we have a good relationship But one Sunday, I was sitting in church right over there years ago, and Daddy was preaching. And let me find it exactly. There's such a glare. You can't even see your notes. And I need glasses. Okay. There, I was down. 
Daddy was preaching. I was sitting over there, and he was talking about walking in love. And I, I paraphrased, but he said, there's something some of you are holding on to that you have, some of you are holding on to that you have unforgiveness in your heart towards another. He said, you need to go and make it right with that person now. Well, wouldn't you know it? The person I had offense in my heart towards was in that very room. And I thought, okay, am I going to be obedient? Or am I going to be stubborn and prideful and go, no, I'm not going to do that. Well, Daddy said, you need to make it right now. Then this is a quote. He said, to pray but not walk in forgiveness and love is worthless prayers. Ouch. And I know I want my prayers answered. And I have enough spiritual sense to know that I can't have odd and unforgiveness in my heart if I ever want God to bless my life. So we took a break and I walked right over to that person. And I said, I want to ask you to forgive me. They really hadn't done anything. I had just built up this offense in my heart towards them. And I said, I want to ask you to forgive me for the way I felt towards you. And we hugged and we forgave. And that person became a partner with my ministry. And is to this day a financial partner of my ministry. Isn't that awesome? Just, just to be obedient and hear, but I mean, the Lord was dealing with me. There's no way you can get blessed if you're holding junk down on the inside of you. So that's what I want to talk to you about today is if there's something down on the inside that, like I said, you hear that person's name or you see them and you still have that icky little feeling inside, then let's deal with that today. Get it out so that we can go into the new year free whole, restored, and just going on with what God has for you for the new year. Mark 24, 10 says, many will be offended. I read that. Mark 10, Mark 12, 30 says, we are to love God with all our hearts, our soul, our mind, and strength. And the second thing it says is we are to love our neighbor as ourselves. Love is the whole theme of our Christian walk. You've met some people that say they're Christians. They're some of the ugliest people you ever met. They're just mean. I mean, mean. And yet we're supposed to be the light of the world. We're supposed to be the example. So I just want to encourage you today, if there's anything down in there, and as I'm talking, if that person comes up in you, let's just, let's just get rid of it. Just get free of it today. Those deep-rooted offenses. You know when there's a deep root? It takes some work to pull, pull that thing out of there. My mom likes to garden, and there's certain tools that you need for certain. I mean, you get some roots you got to pull and pull and pull because they're deep-rooted, and they're not real easy to get out. And those are the ones I want to talk about today because you look all pretty. I'm looking at you. <laughs> but I know you got some roots in there somewhere. Some might be little ones you can pick up really quick. No big deal offenses. Yeah, I can let that go. But those deep-rooted ones that we want to get rid of today. I want to be all that God wants me to be. And I want to be open for his blessings in my life, don't you? So I'm the type of person, Lord, deal with me. Whatever that junk is down on the inside of me, I don't want to have that junk inside of me. Do you agree? So that's what we're dealing with, is pulling that thing today from the root. 
Ephesians 4.26, I think, because I can't, says, don't let the sun go down on your anger. <laughs> Hold on. Let me just get the best. Uh, um, I'm, what? 26? Um, when I think, I think it was like 50 is when it started like that. <laughs> Is my Dollar Tree glasses. Thanks. Ephesians 4.26 says, Don't let the sun go down on your anger. Don't go to bed angry. That's the word of God, yet there are people that go years and decades angry. Have stuff down on the inside. Have you ever been in your car just minding your own business, not thinking about, and all of a sudden you think about that thing they did to you? And you start feeling that thing. And it happened 10 years ago, 20 years ago. And all of a sudden you're getting all amped up. Well, I should have said. (laughs) And then you're like, but that was 10 years ago. What are you doing? (laughs) But the, the word says in 1 Corinthians 13, 6, it says we're not to be touchy or fretful or resentful. That God's love takes no account of evil done to it. It pays no attention to a suffered wrong. I say that to myself all the time. Because, see, I dealt with the root of rejection in my life. So the enemy, I filtered everything through rejection. So when someone would say something to me, it filtered through that rejection thing. But I say to myself, once I realized what it was and I got free and I pulled that root of rejection out of my life, now... Because the enemy still tries. But now when he comes, I go, oh, I know what that is. And I'm not touching. I'm not fretful. I'm not easily offended. And I go through this list and I say it out loud that I'm not going to be offended. I take no account of a wrong done to me. To the point that I go, okay, I see what you're doing and I'm not falling for it. And I go around. It's just a little trap and a set of the enemy to see, are you really free? Anger, offense, and unforgiveness robs you from enjoying life. By holding on to things, it poisons every part of your life. And it opens the door for the enemy to do what he loves to do, and that's to kill, steal, and destroy. When you continue to hang on to things. Holding on to things also affects your health. Have you seen people that look really older than they are? Because you can tell they got pain. They've been holding on to something for so long. Um, you can see it all over them. My dad tells a story that this was years ago. Mom, if I don't tell it right, correct me. But um, somebody was in the hospital, a lady was in the hospital with cancer. And they asked daddy to come up there and pray. Well, as he was going to the hospital, he just he just heard in his heart that this lady's husband had cheated on her years before. And if she would forgive him, she'd never forgiven him. If she'd forgive him, that God would heal her. And she'd come up off that deathbed. Is that right, Mom? And uh, so Daddy got there, and he he didn't want to bring this up. (laughs) This lady's laying there. So he he said to her what the Lord, he said, you need to forgive your husband, and you'll be healed if you'll forgive him. It had been years since this man had done this, and they were still together. 
She looked at my dad. She said, I will never forgive him. And she died. Because she hung on to that thing for so long that it robbed her of her health. It robbed her of living long life because of an offense done. So, ladies, I I don't come to play cute little Christmas brunch thing. I really do come (laughs) to help you if there's something in there that's been holding you back for years and decades, something that happened to you as a child that you've been hanging on to, and you don't talk about it, but you know. If there's that thing that someone did to you, that you just kind of cover it up, but when the thought of them comes, you feel all that again, that's what I want to deal with today, is that we pull that root, and you're free, free to be who you are. Ladies, this is not on my notes, but I'm standing at a church where I messed up so bad, So bad, so long ago. But I'm free. And I want you to that place. If there's something you've done in your life, such shame. or Forgive yourself. Do I look like a girl that's in shame? I'm not in shame. I forgave myself. So there's a place that you've got to forgive yourself too. Because you can hold anger and hurt and offense towards yourself. And I was that girl. That's what my whole book is about. I walked around for years with shame. till I finally pulled the root of that thing in my life. And again, I want that for you today. 1 Corinthians 13, it says, It's not touchy. It's not fretful. God's kind of love. It's not resentful. It takes no account of the evil done. It pays no attention to a suffered wrong. Another translation says it doesn't keep a record of wrongs that others do. The Passion Translation says love is not easily irritated or quick to take offense. I say that over myself all the time. But it doesn't keep a record of wrongs that others do. My husband can tell you that, like, I have a really good memory and I can remember it all. I can remember what you had on, what you said, and where we were at when you said it. <laughs> hey, Terry Cable, remember when we worked together, right? Like, they would come in, finance would come in, and they'd go, Terry, I think it was like uh, $14,000 we spent on that. i go, no, it was like $14,372.82. And Carol would come back, she'd go, you were right. <laughs> Because my memory just, I retain, you know, everything. So don't get in a fight with me. Because I remember remember it all. I knew what you had on, what shoes you had on when you said it. But love, God kind of love, does not remember. It does not, what's it say, record. It does not keep a record of wrongs that others did. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Unforgiveness and offense is serious business. There's a story I tell in the book. I, I don't even know where I heard the story, but there was a lady telling that um, her mother passed away, and her and her siblings got in a huge argument over the estate and property. And that happens so often. It's so sad. I used to be a trainer at Curbs. 
and all the little old ladies in there, they would tell me that. I lost one of my favorite jobs, but they would say, honey, make sure your parents do a will because, you know, my family's fighting over. And I just thought it was so sad, people fighting over. I have a friend, her family, they were fighting over $30,000, and her dad and her quit talking. Over $30,000. I mean, it's just sad. So anyways, um, in my book, I tell the story they got in this fight over property dispute. And they didn't talk for 20 years. Siblings. Well, the lady, it was a brother and a sister. The lady was sick, like all the time. And she said that she went to all the big preachers and had them lay hands on her and pray for her healing. And it never came. It never came. She was standing for her healing. Well, one day, after 20 years, she heard down in here, call your brother and apologize. So she picked up the phone. She apologized. He apologized to her. They decided to meet. And a few days went by, a week went by, whatever. She noticed all the ailments, all the pain, everything she'd been experiencing was gone in her body. But she'd been hanging on to that. And it was causing sickness in her body. So it's a serious thing when we hold on to unforgiveness. I want to show you a little thing. Okay, so Abby's going to be my daughter-in-law in May. And her husband-to-be, my fourth child, he, this, I think this is Kai's backpack, but Dylan had a backpack like this. Dylan would come home every day like this. Like junior, senior year, he'd come home like this. And I'd go, Dylan, let's clean that backpack out. It is, your back is like this. He'd go, no, I'm fine. We'll do it. We'll do it another time. So this is every day. He'd walk in the house like this every day. Here, come here. Fill this. You know Dylan. Fill it. I'm not even, I'm not even kidding. It was that heavy. I'll come over here. Come here. Cute girl. I like your boots. I'm not joking. Yeah, so this is what he carried every day. So I said, Dylan, come on, let's clean that out. No, Mom, I'm fine. We'll do it another time. So this went on. Yeah. <laughs> so this went on and on and on. So finally it's Christmas break, and I'm like, we are not going into the new year with last year's stuff. Like, look at this. This is not a joke. This is still from years ago. This is talkies. We got all kinds of trash in here. So I made him sit down with me, and we went through. And we threw away every single thing that he didn't need for the following year. So he put it on. And he goes, Mom, it's so light. There's nothing in here. I said, exactly. I've been trying to tell you. If you get rid of the junk, then it'd be easier. And that's what I'm telling you today. Is that you don't have to walk around all your life with this thing that you've been carrying with you. All your life. That you don't even notice anymore that your posture has become like this. But when you take the load off, that you can be free to be who you're called to be. A whole lot lighter. You know the cool thing I found out about God, too? There's so many times. There was one person I was really offended at. 
And I would take, this is my offense, and I'd take it to God. And I'd set it at his feet, because that's the way I'd have to see myself doing it. Take it and set it at his feet. But the Bible tells us to take it, set it, and leave it there and walk away. But I noticed with God, he's so cool, that every time I went back and got it, I saw that person, they got on my nerves, they annoyed me. (laughs) And I put it back on. You know what? God can handle it. He said, as many times, Jerry, as you need to bring it back. And I did this. I did this. I did this with this one person. Y'all, for about two years, every time I thought of them or I saw them, I would have to, God, I don't want this. I don't want this. And I'd take it back and I'd lay at his feet to the point that I got where I left it there. And I never picked it up again to the point I can see them now and I feel nothing but love. So it's so important that those things that we've carried around for years and years, that we leave it there and we let it go. Amen? If we're holding unforgiveness, God can't even answer our prayers. When we hold on to unforgiveness, no matter how justified or unfair something seems, it's blocking blessings in your life if you're holding on to something. We can't believe for overflow and the open hand of God if we're offended at someone. God can't bring overflow if you're angry at someone. I read this quote the other day. It says, when you hold grudges, your hands aren't free to catch blessings. Isn't that good? When you hold grudges, your hands aren't free to catch blessings. Your faith won't work if you have unforgiveness in your heart. This scripture is so serious. Mark eleven twenty four. you know it. Whatever you ask, compare, believe, trust. Everybody can quote that, can't they? And when, but verse 25 is the key to all of it. And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive them, forgive him. Here's the key. Let it drop, leave it, and let it go. Leave it and let it go. You know why? So that your Father in heaven can forgive you, your failings, your shortcomings, And he can let them drop. But if you do not forgive, ouch, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your failings and shortcomings. I need his forgiveness. Don't you? That's serious business. So who do we think we are that we're going to hold something against somebody when Father God is saying, I forgive you? Why are you holding on to that thing they did? Am I helping anybody today? So during this holiday season, when you might have to be around family members that might remember, remind you why you don't like them, <laughs> a good indication would be that you're still hanging on to something when you start feeling, oh, i got to hang out with that person. I don't feel that way about any of my family, so I'm really glad about that. <laughs> But, you know, family members, too, can stir up old memories, things that happen. Or they see you the way you used to be, and they can't forget, you know, that's who you used to be. 
and you have to just let it let it drop. It's just water off the duck's back, my dad says. Just let it go. Not going to be offended because I know who I am in Christ. But I had to take my offenses, like I said, and just see myself taking it to Father God and laying it at his feet. And if you don't, that very first time, it's okay. You don't care. Just keep, keep doing it. Keep doing it till you never pick it up again. 2 Corinthians 10.5 is my life. It's everything I do every single day of my life. Take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ. Because that's where everything starts, right there. You can start thinking about something. And then it go off in some crazy tangent. And you're all worked up. But you take that thought captive right then. I do this daily, daily, daily. Take my thoughts captive so they don't run rampant. I'm not going to be offended. I'm not touchy or fretful or resentful. Don't return to the thought of offense. Whatever that thing is they did, let it go. Let it go today. Right here in this room, let it go. Don't take it back out there. And when the thought of it comes, whatever happened, go, nope, I'm not going there. I don't think like that. I have the love of God on the inside of me. I'm not touchy. I'm not fretful. I'm not resentful. I'm not easily offended. Speak those words. First Peter 5, 7, the passion, it says, pour out all your worries and stress upon him. And like I said, leave it there. Leave it there. Don't pick it back up again. Your feelings may want to hang on to offense, but you have to make a choice and a decision. Because we're not living by our feelings. Feelings are fickle. Feelings are up and down. Mom can tell you, oh, Lord, I was the most moodiest person ever growing up. Whatever mood I woke up in that day, that's the way we were going. (laughs) My family had to, like, what y'all do, like, bet, draw straws on who was going to wake Jerry up. (laughs) I'm not kidding, because I was 90 pounds and I was a grizzly bear. (laughs) I was like, Terry, go, good morning, Terry. And I go, what are you talking about? What good morning? Get out of my room, Terry. Cheerleader. Happy girl. She's just always so happy. I was like, what are you so happy about? It's not a good morning. (laughs) Then mom got us phones. We got our own phone line. In our room. So mom didn't dare come in there. She'd call me. Jerry? <laughs> Jerry? What are you saying? Oh, yeah. So uh, she goes, Jerry, it's time to get up. <laughs> I hate getting up. <laughs> My sister and I went to Arkansas last weekend. Terry, you know, does her 445 get up happy Probably worked out a mile, you know, ran a mile, whatever. Did her eight things before 8 a.m. thing. Oh, five. Five things before 8 a.m. thing. Okay, y'all, this is Jerry, this is Terry. As opposite as two people can be, okay? 
So as a joke, now I am a morning person now because I have six children, right? I had to be a morning person. But I, as a joke, I came out of my room, and I was supposed to leave at 7 a.m. It was 6.30, and I, this is how I used to look. So my hair was all crazy, and I, I walk out at 6.30, and I'm like, hi. And she goes, Jerry, you have to leave in 30 minutes. And I was like, I know. I'll be ready. <laughs> She's like, I don't even get it. It takes me three hours to look like this. I'm like, well, I can whip this up real quick. I'm just throwing this out for fun. Terry and I went um, 2004. We went on a 21-day, was it 21 days? Africa, France, England, South Africa with our dad, just three of us. Some of those stops, I think we were on 11 airplanes. It was just tons of hotels. It was so much fun. But a few of those places, we shared a room together, like the old days. So Terry has this nightly ritual. (laughs) She rubs, and she rubs, and she rubs, and she rubs. And I'm like this. (laughs) Dear Lord, how long does it take you to get that stuff off? I'm like, one wipe, one wipe, brush my teeth in bed. So I'm a night person. She's a morning person. So I'm, you know, midnight, I'm like chilling. She's been asleep for hours. Her eyes start, her eyes are rolling in her head at like 8.50. And I'm like, it's time to party. Okay, then it's five o'clock in the morning. She turns the TV on and she's like, good morning, sunshine. I'm just throwing that out because it was funny. We had so much fun, but just night and day on that trip. Anyways, <laughs> so going back to offense, your feelings, <laughs> your feelings may want you to hang on to an offense, but it's a choice and a decision that you have to make. I want you to read uh, Romans 12 when you get the chance, the latter part of that chapter. It talks about praying for your enemies. Blessing them and not cursing them. And really what that means is don't talk bad about them. And you know, you can really find out if you've truly forgiven someone when someone else starts talking bad about them. Are you going to chime in? Oh yeah, guess what they did to me. Are you going to keep your mouth shut and bless them? That's a good indicator where you're at. Matthew 5, 23, I'm almost done. Said in the message says, if you enter your place of worship and about to make an offering and you suddenly remember a grudge a friend has against you, abandon your offering, leave immediately, go to this friend and make things right. Then and only then come back and work things out with God. This is saying you go and make it right when the person who's offended at you. That's serious business. But remember, we don't want anything blocking us from God's abundant overflow in our lives. After you've taken that offense and you've laid it at the feet of Jesus, then the next thing that you're going to do is put on love. Listen to this scripture. It's Colossians 3, 13 and 14, the message. 
It says, so chosen by God for this new life of love, dress in the wardrobe God picked out for you. Compassion, kindness, humility, quiet strength, discipline, be even-tempered, content with second place, quick to forgive an offense, forgive as quickly and completely as the master forgave you. And regardless of what else you put on, wear love. It's your basic all-purpose garment. Never be without it. So today I had to make a choice what I was going to wear. So I wear black pants with a bow, my cute shoes, and my top. So I had to make a choice. And then I put on love. Wait. Yeah. Then I put on love. It's a choice you make every single day. You put your love jacket on, and you walk out. Amen? Did you receive something today? Can I, can I pray over you real quick? Will you close your eyes, bow your head? And if, as I'm talking, any of you have, you know, you're like, yep, Jerry, there's that one thing or that person. Would you raise your hand and let me see that you're dealing with that today, that I'm talking right to you and that you're going to deal with it today. All right, you can put your hands down. So, Father God, I've delivered your word, and I'm thanking you right now that as these ladies lay down the offense at your feet, Lord, that you just fill their hearts with love, with forgiveness, and that all the offense, all the hurt, all the pain that they've been through with this thing, that they let it go and leave it at your feet today once and for all. I thank you, Lord, for feel, filling them with your God kind of love. In Jesus' name, amen. All right.